0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the most famous words in motorsports with your host, Lugs and the Gas Man. Ladies and gentlemen, start your podcast. Hey, folks, welcome back to another week of Riking and Racing. I'm your host, The Gas Man, with my co host, who's getting over being sick. So bear with him lugs
1: <laughs> thanks for setting the bar low man
0: no i just in case people are hearing like oh! <laughs> in the background they know that you're getting over the yeah, uh the yeah. man flu whatever they call it these days uh, yeah
1: it's uh man it's i've had it for like two weeks dude like much like right after all through last the holidays episode. yeah that's the worst it's just time to like get it. uh you know nothing but congestion and like coughing and like yeah. not the flu luckily but it's almost just as bad
0: that's how it was in Italy. Oh think, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to be sick in Italy. Everybody at work but... was like,
1: "You gotta go uh, to the doctor. You gotta get yeah. something. Sounds like it's in your chest." I'm like, "No, I'm not going to the doctor." <laughs>
0: Sorry. Same same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not the, time going to going
1: to the time I go to doctors if like I'm oozing something or like <laughs> de, you know like legit dying bleeding. Like.
0: Okay, so let's talk about that real quick. This is obviously a conversation we've never had. When was the last time you went to the doctor?
1: <clears throat> um, I shoot. Uh, man, it was, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it was probably like 2013, maybe.
0: Damn, man.
1: Uh, wow. I had tore something in my like rib cage here, yeah. like a muscle when I was doing li- lifting weights. Yeah. And, uh, it just, every time I moved, it just, it just killed me. So I had to go do something about it. And they gave me basically pain meds and said, shut the fuck up, yeah. deal with it.
0: <laughs> right. So a question for you in regards to that, is Is there ever a time that you didn't go to a doctor, then like a week or two later, you're like, man, I should have fucking went to the
1: doctor. Mm, Not that I could think of, no. But also, fortunately, I've never like really injured myself or like cut myself open or anything like that.
0: You never had a nail to the face? No, no, I haven't. You never cut your finger almost (laughs) off with the bandsaw?
1: Although we were doing the, remember the nail gun here at my house when we were putting my my flooring in over here and that, that one just basically ricochet. We have no idea where it went. Oh, it could yes. easily yeah. went in one of yeah. our yeah. eyes.
0: Yeah, and actually the same <clears throat> nail gun, was it not? Were that, using that got that? you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Damn nail gun. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. got a vendetta. <laughs> it does, little bastard. Um, I always like to bring that up because I want our fans to know if, that, if they're ever in a situation, don't try to be too macho, man. If you feel like you need to go to the hospital or a doctor, just do it. You know it might be
1: expensive, but just do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there, there's cases like... Uh, so we'll go back to a buddy of ours, Ryan, who's the crew chief at NBM Motorsports. Um, we've had him on the show several times. and He's talked about before where he just kept putting off these issues he was having, ended up uh, being very severe, and uh, he has a lot of head trauma from football and stuff mm. over the years, <clears throat> causing a lot of problems. So now he's on like a lot of medication and stuff like that. So he'll be one of the first ones to preach to you now that... Don't do what he did. Don't be a yeah. macho man. Yeah, definitely. Take care I, of If I had,
1: like, a head trauma hit my head or had a concussion or something like that, dude, I totally would. Yeah. I would be one of the first ones to go to the doctor for that for sure. But, like, yeah. just, like, cold and flus and stuff, like, I don't, like.
0: You're like, mm, man up.
1: Yeah. I'd probably be less suffering if I did. Just <laughs> go ahead and go and get medicine. But instead, I'm just w- ingesting all the Sudafed and Mucinex that I can.
0: I'm weird because I I go to doctor like twenty times a year, and it's it, a lot of it's because I'm diabetic and mm-hmm. other issues and stuff that I've had to deal with in the past. So it's not like oh I get sick I run to the doctor because I don't. I like absolutely refuse to go to the doctor for being sick. Yeah, ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Uh, so it's usually like other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's usually more of a chronic issues that just has to be inspected. Here and there. So gotcha. you keep giggling about something. I uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> it must no. be something on your mind. I
1: might say it later in the in the episode. We'll see.
0: <laughs> okay. <clears throat> uh have to check and see if my balls are still there. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm just trying to just try and read your mind and figure that's what you're like going with or something. No, just no. knowing you.
1: <laughs> I don't know why this just came to my mind, but yeah, it made me laugh. I'll tell you later. Just okay. remind me.
0: Okay. So anyway, uh let's get uh you know I know Monster's not sponsoring the the new year or the new cup series but hey they still got the monster girls around and stuff so we're still a, a
1: sponsor of the sport
0: it's a rehab kind of day because we're rehabbing from the new year's right yeah. happy new yeah. year's bro uh, yeah
1: happy new year's to you and all our fans yeah
0: make it a good 2020 good because 2019 fucking sucked yeah 2019 for me was the worst year I can ever remember really mm-hmm. now when I say worst I don't mean like financially it was okay Like, a lot of personal stuff is okay. What sucks is that there's so many people that I know or associated with somehow died in 2019. Yeah. I mean, it literally started day one last year, basically, my Mm father-in-law. And just family members or friends of friends, stuff like that. Uh, Sad note, a girl I know, I've known her for probably 10 years now, her daughter's 13, being bullied at school. Christmas Eve, committed suicide. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean it's just it just shit like that all through the year. It's so rough. And another note: if your kids are being bullied, talk to them. Make sure they get help either through the school or whatever. Just it's not worth it. It's not if you if you know your kids are bullying some some kids, whoop their ass. Right. Yeah, it's not worth it, man. Wow. So that was a very hard reading. That it was completely unexpected, and and hearing that, I feel bad for her. So hopefully, uh, she finds a way to get over. It, but you don't want to. I mean, I'm a parent. I have a nine-year-old daughter. It would absolutely destroy me if Mm -hmm. I had to bury my daughter.
1: No kidding, yeah.
0: So, again, 2019, the worst year ever. I am so looking forward to 2020. I hope you guys are as well. Make it the best that you can. And I hope our podcast really grows in 2020.
1: Yeah, yeah, hopefully. It'll be cool.
0: I had the vision, 2020 vision.
1: (laughs) 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 Stop making me laugh because I'll start coughing.
0: All right, so uh, some quick. We literally have like no news to report other than two small things. One yeah. is, hey, Cole Pern, he left NASCAR so he can go run a ski resort.
1: Yeah, bought one in Canada. Canada, right? Yep,
0: that's where he's from. So, which it's, makes sense. Good for him, I guess.
1: Yeah, gotta do something to keep you busy, I guess, and invest in something. Speaking yeah. of ski resorts, I don't know if you follow uh, Jeff Gordon on Facebook. He was
0: with the kids. He's out been skiing, yeah, yeah out
1: skiing, snowboarding. Did like some sort of like ice driving
0: school or something oh, that's like that? Cool. Well, I didn't see that. I just yeah. seen him on the slopes. Yeah,
1: it was a picture of him like behind the wheel of a, a Porsche and just like with doing like, all these.
0: That's pretty cool with like
1: maneuvers and stuff. Spiked right?
0: tires or
1: didn't look like it. It wasn't like the closest you know sh- shot I of think it. Think Porsche <clears throat> and
0: snow without being all wheel drive or ice so would do very well.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it's probably all wheel drive, but. I don't know. There wasn't a whole lot of info on it, but looked cool.
0: That's really awesome.
1: Um, yeah, and then uh, I think the other piece of news really is like uh, they're talking about making some changes to the short track. Yeah, we don't know um,
0: package package we yeah, wise. We don't yeah. know what it is yet. Any speculation on what it might be? We just know that they're work possibly working on it.
1: Well, and I think we towards the end of the season, right, with the dud that Martinsville kind of was.
0: Yeah. Well, almost the whole. End of the season was a dud.
1: Well, but most of the short tracks really oh, didn't it produce. Didn't
0: really produce. Not what we're used to see. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, you know, there was a lot of rumors there that that they were going to go to what less less downforce, yep. higher yep. engine, I think output. Yeah. Right. So, um, I don't know. At least they uh, they're moving in the right direction, and they said all the team owners are on board for the cost that it's going to incur. So
0: good, you good. Know couple of, uh, you know, just kind of lay out the show for you folks this week. We're just going to kind of talk about different categories, kind of give our inputs. Uh, I don't know if I would call it like, it's our best decade episode, mm-hmm. best of the decade episode. Um, so we're not necessarily, I don't think we're going to argue a lot, but we're going to explain, hey, these moments, what stood out to us during the, this decade. Yeah. We might argue a little bit too. That'd <laughs> <laughs> just be normal if we did. Sure. So you want to get started? <clears throat> You yeah. start running down, that's, and we just throw a category your way because I, I have not seen anything you wrote down. You've not seen anything I wrote down, Uh so we'll just pick a random category. Yeah, and do we hit the heavy hitter first? Best driver yeah. of the decade? Sure, why not? I mean, I think that's probably also going to be the easiest. I would think. Yeah. So for me, I hate to say this.
1: We'll say it on three. One, <laughs> two, three. Heart- Patrick. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: No, so... Harvick, huh? No, no, it's not Harvick. I was joking. Oh, I was going to okay. mess with you because I thought you were going to mess with me, <laughs> which you did, yeah, yeah. So, no, I mean, it's going to be Kyle Busch. I, to me, there's it's hard to argue against Kyle Busch. Now, you can make a case for Harvick. I've got stats. I've got stats here. Yeah. Now, we can break it down, and it's hard. I mean, you can literally can make a case for Harvick being the best driver of the decade.
1: Well, you're forgetting one guy here.
0: Of the decade. Yeah. I, I, I cup drivers.
1: Yeah, Jimmy Johnson.
0: No, there's not even an argument for that. Are you kidding? No, me? No, no. Over across the whole decade. Yeah. Yes, he has three championships. Yeah, but across the whole decade, he actually was like be like fifth on my list. No, yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. The stats don't show it at all for him. He
1: has four less wins than Kyle, so Kyle has the most wins with forty. Kevin Harvick has thirty-eight. Jimmy Johnson has thirty-six. So, are you factoring in, like, laps, and top fives, top tens? If so, all, cool. All of that. But all of that. I'm just saying, I'm like, saying
0: across. Now, if you want to say half the decade, okay, I give you that.
1: I say. Half the decade. Nah, for sure. I mean, I think from consistency, man. Yeah, he sucked last year and really 2017 as well, or 2018 as well. But, I mean, dude can wheel, he's man.
0: Got, he's got 30, let's see, top fives. 110, 144. He's got 34 less top fives than Kyle, and then 35 less than Harvick okay. over that time. Yeah, he's got three championships. But Again, only
1: two less wins than either of those guys?
0: Well, he also got thing. Kyle also missed like half of a season. <laughs> oh, man. We're, that's just, the, we're just jumping on the No, that's one wagon. reason why I gave Kyle the advantage over Harvick. Because the rest of the categories, Harvick's got Kyle beat. And literally, Kyle's got two wins. I definitely,
1: so, I definitely think it's between Kyle and Jimmy. And and Harvick's definitely a close third for me. Who's your third?
0: I actually put Jimmy as my third. I said maybe fifth, but I did put <laughs> him third on my list. I did pit, ass. I, <laughs> I did put Jimmy third. <laughs> to me, it was Kevin and Kyle could almost either one go one, and then Johnson as a distant
1: third. Yeah, yeah. And then what, Truex, like fourth?
0: TrueX not fifth? okay. TrueX is probably closer to fifth. Yeah, he list.
1: didn't really come on until.
0: Okay, so let's talk about TrueX because I I mean, I, I don't know if you can see it here. Dude, I no, really I broke down stats for a lot of drivers. Look at you. Okay, and I try to. So here's an interesting fact about Kevin Harvick. One thing I really like about him over Kyle Busch. Okay, I looked at average start, average finish. Harvick is the only person on my list that overall and over the decade. Finished better than where he started. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the only driver overall out of the ten out of the ten years. Kyle Busch only had two seasons. Excuse me, three seasons where he finished better than where he started. Kevin Harvick only had three seasons. He did not finish better than where he started. What do you
1: mean by where he started? For so
0: a- let's say average start of fifteenth, finishing twelfth. Oh, okay. So what I reason why I looked at that is to me a a crew chief got the driver ready for the weekend. So his average start, that's on the crew chief. Right, <clears throat> Where he finished is more on the driver because they give the input to the crew chief and they agree. are the yep. ones who will it. So to me, that was a factor that maybe a lot of people didn't look at that I looked at. Mm-hmm. Is that I was really impressed with Harvick that he tend to almost always increase from where he started. Interesting. That's a good stat though. Just kind of give you an idea. Uh, Across the 10 years, a total for Kyle Busch that he lost a total of 13 positions. Hmm. Kevin Harvick gained a total of 19 positions. Jimmy Johnson lost 10 positions. Denny Hamlin lost 17 positions. Brad Keselowski lost three positions. So just going down the list, the only one that was really kind of Pretty close to being the same as as uh, Kinseth at he lost a half a position. Really? Yeah. But Hardwick is the only one so that does wasn't positive. So this have like
1: Gordon and Junior and.
0: I picked Gordon. This is just the ones that I came up with. I created my own spreadsheet, so I got Gordon. Gordon was uh uh lost five positions in the races that he raced overall. Uh, Turex Junior lost ten positions. So. Anyway, that's one factor I was looking at comparing Kyle and mm-hmm. and Kevin, because there's only two wins separating them. Kevin's got more top five. So another thing that I noticed here with with Kyle is that Kyle either did good or bad or bad. Yeah, there's no middle ground, and that's him, right? It but is. He, it absolutely is him. him. So and know, then if you if add he in, swings
1: and misses, he's just gonna say effort.
0: Yeah. No. Exactly. Exactly. So I think it's also a tell that. Harvick tends to, Harvick tends to be a little bit more mild, set mentally. He mm-hmm. doesn't get quite as angry as Kyle, so therefore he doesn't. He did, Kyle is well, a baby. We talked about well it, that it kind and, of and what do they call the Kevin? Numbers.
1: What's his nickname?
0: Yeah, Happy Harvick.
1: Well, the closer or the closer, yes. Yeah, yes. that's the thing, man. He's always he's always right there, and then you know capitalizes. So
0: so here's another stat. I'm gonna throw your way, okay? As again, this is just a list I put together that I was looking through. Truex Jr., okay, from 2010 to 2015. So we'll go half the decade. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll go half this the gonna decade. This is going to be ugly. 2010 to 2014, okay, half the decade. So the first half of the decade, one win. Okay. And I, let me add up the top tens real quick because, I mean, top fives and top tens. So we're looking at uh, about 50 top tens and about – Twenty top fives Mm -hmm. and a five year span. Yeah. Okay. Now let's talk about the other five years for with with Truex.
1: Well, and also the organization. Twenty four wins. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So organization. What I'm going to with this is that people want to claim that Truex is a great driver. I don't think he's bad. Well,
1: we're gonna find out in twenty twenty. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's where I'm going with this. So I don't I don't think he's a bad driver, but I think his numbers prove it's not him. It, it's it's Pern. Yeah. Cause twenty fourteen he was or with or at least the organizations. Well, he was with front row in twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Todd Barrier's crew chief. One actually statistically one of his worst seasons ever. Mm-hmm. The very next year they bring in Cole Pern. That's when you start to see numbers really start to jump out, increase. Mm. He only had one win, but the top fives he had eight top fives, which was the last three seasons combined before that. Twenty-two top tens the last three seasons combined before that, basically. So his numbers increase as soon as he got with Cole Pern. So I am going with this: is that we're losing Cole Pern this year? Yeah, I think he was a key key factor to True Exit Six. are
1: find out, man. That's for sure. We're going to find out.
0: So, I'm just, I mean, it's crazy. So, 2014, his average start was 20.1. 2015, first year of Pern, average start, 12.5. Wow. I mean, you automatically gained eight positions right there. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Crazy, crazy. So, anyway, yeah, I think uh, me personally, I think, Pern is is the key to TrueX's success. Yeah. I don't see him having the success this year. I I'm gonna call it right now. You know, it's probably be our last episode before we get in the five hundred. We were actually gonna make this official. TrueX doesn't make it to the top
1: eight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All Bold right. strategy. Anyway, there, Cotton. anyway, yeah, yeah. What was that? Dodgeball? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um. All right, so, I mean... Anyway, good, I learned good, a lot of breaking down stats. Good arguments there, but yeah, you're wrong. So.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Now, the first half of the decade, hands down, not even a competition. It's Johnson. It's the second half that's really ruined him. Well,
1: not even that. I mean, just these last two years, I think, man. These last two years, you know? Because in 2016, I mean, he won the damn championship, you know? So, um uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it, it's just this new car or what it is, you know, but. Uh,
0: yeah. So, yeah, he won the championship in 2016. 2017, he had three wins, four top fives. Yeah, that's not great. No. I mean, literally, so outside, his number, other, outside yeah. the wins. Yeah. Outside the wins, his numbers of actually between 2017, 18, 19, other than those three wins or outliers, almost exact same stats. Really? Same top ten, same top fives, everything. So, hmm. yeah,
1: yeah. Right. I mean, I, I, it's funny though. We do agree on the same three drivers. I mean, yeah, not for what whatever it's worth there, but I mean, an argument could be could be made for all of them. Oh yeah. So
0: I mean, if you really want to say Johnson is the best, I can't. I mean, I'll I'll say no. I, in my opinion, I don't right. think so. But I I can't really for sure say he's not because yeah. he has had. I mean, it's hard arguing. It's doing championships, right?
1: Yeah, and it's hard to are against Kyle or Harvick. Yeah. Which one did you pick?
0: Yeah. I, I lean Kyle just from the factor of, of all the other races he was involved with in the Nationwide Series. And the
1: stats and with him. Well...
0: Him losing half that yeah, season. Yeah, and I didn't factor in
1: any of the other series, like Xfinity yeah. or, I was
0: trying not to, but I mean, just looking as a whole, I'm like, man, I tell you what, though, I was really... I guess I forgot about how well Harvick actually did, even with Childress. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't, I, maybe he wasn't winning races, but I went back and I to watch videos of the races and stuff for the past decade and how many times he was involved with either winning them or finishing second. Yeah. It was like always Harvick was involved. Uh And I just like, man, I literally lost sight of how well Harvick actually did.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And it says something with, you know, Childress's organization, you know, I feel like, it's a dump. you didn't really see anybody else doing anything with it, right? I mean, occasionally, like Clint Boyer and and Jeff Burton had some sure. some wins sure. sprinkled in there, but you know, for the most part, other than Dale, right? I mean,
0: yeah, uh, Boyer almost won a championship, almost. And there's arguments to be made that if he didn't get penalized, that he would have won the championship. What, what year? Twenty it, I was just, all my research has passed. I think it was 2015. Better write it down on that sheet.
1: Was it the year he was in a Toyota? Or the no, he was
0: in a 33. He uh, finished right behind, uh, right ahead of Gordon by one point.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't have been 2015 then. Because that was Gordon's last year.
0: You finished third or fourth that year? Gordon? Yeah. Third. Third.
1: Boyer wasn't in the championship four, In 2015 Mm. So it had to be earlier than that
0: Yeah he was penalized I can't remember why he was penalized now It was um, illegal He won at New Hampshire He won at New Hampshire He beat Denny Hamlin at New Hampshire And he had like an illegal His car was too low Mm. He got docked points
1: Mm.
0: Damn it what year was that Mm -hmm. I'm sorry my mind is
1: It's going to be bugging you now It
0: is it is yeah
1: um, okay. Well, while you're figuring that out, unless you got to pull it up.
0: No, go on. We go, we go on. I'll go um, on.
1: what do you? What? What? Two thousand twelve. You 2012, 2012, I'm sorry. Okay. Gotcha. Two thousand
0: twelve. Okay. I'm sorry. Let's go on. Uh, what's the next category?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll okay. Do best finish.
0: Best finish. All right. Oh, uh, let's see. You want to go first? Actually, you know what? I guarantee we have the same race for the best finish. I for guarantee number one. you we don't. You don't think so? No. I'd be shocked. Okay, go ahead. Go first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now you got me questioning. And this... A little bit of my fan side is coming out in Road this. Of course? No.
0: Oh, okay. Never mind. All right. All right and I, I did everything I could not to put fandom into these yeah. selections of mine, by the yeah.
1: way. Yeah. Um, and this... I mean, this is a little bit of fandom coming out, but it was just two, you know, giants of the sport going at it. 2011, Atlanta. Do you remember that race?
0: 2011, Atlanta. Is that Johnson and Gordon?
1: Yes. Yes, I remember that. I didn't make
0: my top three, but that's a good finish. It was a rain
1: delay. It was a Monday race. Yep. But literally a slugfest for like the last... 20 laps they were on hit gordon and johnson were on old tires just manhandling the shit out of the cars or sideways yeah uh i don't think they really made contact but just a hell of a race man and like i don't know dude it just stuck with me like
0: sure sure and i i remember i actually remember that race so
1: many times also you know gordon was the 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 bridesmaid uh so many times to johnson and it was just, I guess, one of those things to see, like, Gordon finally beat, you know, Johnson, heads up. It was just kind of a little bit of a, of a redemption. Now, I'm going to guess what you were going to...
0: Oh, uh, you know what I'm going to say. I'm sure. Go well, ahead.
1: Daytona? Is it no, a Daytona, no, Daytona no. Race? Is it a Watkins not... Glen race? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 2011? Yep. All right.
0: <laughs> uh, so 2012, we had... 2012, not 2011, 2012. The Marcus one... Ambrose. Okay yeah. okay, yeah, sorry, 2012. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, that one, man. I honestly, I almost picked that one because yeah. that was an insane ending, too. Right? It was.
0: I mean, you have Keslowski and Kyle, and then Keslowski and Ambrose, Ambrose and so you know, congratulations down oil on, on the track. It was just crazy. It yeah, was, I mean, the last two laughs were just insane. Yeah,
1: Kyle <laughs> getting you know essentially dumped. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, That that was a crazy finish, man. And it's definitely in my top three. I almost Almost had it as my number one, but like I said, the the fan, geek yeah, side of me sure, had sure. to prevail there. Uh, what else you What else so is in your top? Three?
0: My my second top uh, finish was a 2018 Roval. And, okay. And, yeah, and the reason why is okay. The whole race had anticipation; like we do not know what the hell we're getting. Right. There was action the whole race. Mm-hmm. And then the finish. I mean, who would have predicted exactly. predicted that? And exactly. then Johnson getting knocked out. True X is in. Blaney gets to win. It's like all these things happening at once. You're like, your heart's pounding. Like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. To me, that could arguably have been the best finish over even over the walk in the glim.
1: Yeah. I have that listed as one of yeah. my th- my three as well. So, um, okay. So, you know my three. You got one
0: left. I got one left. What's that one? So, that one is the 2010 Aaron's 499, where it's tandem racing. Oh, yeah. And Harvick makes literally the last second pass. On to, Jamie McMurray? On Jamie McMurray. Yeah. I mean, literally last second yeah. pass and, and beat him by point zero zero two seconds. Yeah, I mean, it's it
1: textbook how he did it. But, yeah. like, I can't help but, like, obviously hindsight's always 20, oh, twenty twenty, but, like mcmurray why didn't you like block low like why would you i don't yeah he didn't advance below the yellow harvick didn't so no. it's like that just seems like a dummy move yeah but, you know? again, but we're not in the car again so. it's
0: one of those races where you're like oh my god what the hell happened and then you know there's been excitement the whole race and those two break off you're like oh shit well you know excitement all race and now nothing and then all of a sudden it's like what the hell because yeah. you stop for sure you're just gonna push mcmurray over the finish
1: line, right well and you know one race that came to my mind um, for best finish, and it wasn't in this decade, but it was close, was Talladega Race, where Brad Kozlowski won his first race. He, remember, he uh, basically wrecked Carl Edwards. In the 09 car, yeah, or what in, it, in James the t- Finch, or mm-hmm. whatever it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so, unpredictable, upset, yeah. you know, that race could have been <laughs> taking home multiple things here, but it wasn't in this decade. <clears> yeah.
0: Uh, so we'll go from finishes to actual races. So okay. to I mean, it's it's kind of hard to differentiate because in my mind, I remembered a lot of finishes, don't remember so much of the race. Yeah, so again, going back through and watching a lot of videos mm-hmm. and trying to mm-hmm. recapture memories in my mind of you know my feelings during the races and stuff okay. and this is all subjective. you know, absolutely it's like all about feelings I had feelings you had whatever oh yeah. Uh, so my favorite race of of 2010 decade. And this, coming from me, okay. So, <laughs> so as you know, it's the best finishes. two of the three were road courses. I know, man. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm,
1: like, trying to, I'm over pinching myself. Yeah. Like, is this happening?
0: Okay, so, the <clears> throat> best throat> race of the decade for me was the 2018 Roval. Nice. And as for the same things I mentioned earlier, the excitement, the race. I mean, it's just, the race the whole time. We didn't know what we were getting into to watch it. And it was just, it was amazing. And no one would ever seen that finish See, coming.
1: See, yeah. I do agree. Like all everybody who would expected everybody wipe out in turn one like they did, um, you know the finish yeah. that was there, the the tire strategies. I mean, yeah, it was crazy. Um, I actually have that as well as the 2019 Roval man.
0: 2019 is my second
1: because I had the uh,
0: 18 and 19 as one and two on my list.
1: The it being a a cutoff race. Man, and, and seeing Chase come back for redemption, and
0: then Bowman was, race back. It was entertainment all the way through. All the way through Hard battling. Yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And it wasn't quite the shit fest of the year before. And you don't want a street course. I don't want a street <laughs> course. You're right. I don't want a street course. What if it produces that, though? I don't see it happening. Oh, man. You just. I, they could premiere me wrong. I'm not. I'm not. And they did prove you wrong right here I, with this okay, roval. Okay. I'm not. I'm not too big. I'm a gonna say. go
1: back and <laughs> listen to le, uh, like the podcast right before the the <laughs> roval of 2018. I look. And I just I want to.
0: I will. I admit whenever I'm wrong. <laughs> the roval has been a lot better than I ever expected.
1: So are you admitting you're wrong? Yeah. Sure. Okay.
0: Yeah. I have no problem admitting <laughs> I'm wrong. Yeah, as yeah. my opinion, and they prove me wrong. Folks,
1: just, what do you think about a street course? We haven't really heard. I haven't really heard a whole lot of fan input on that. Have you?
0: No, but I tend to see L Street courses. I course. don't really
1: see it happening, to be honest with you. Swipe left. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. You know how to use a dating app or something? Or I,
0: I swear. It, I hear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you're always talking about, you're like, mm. we're in the middle of a podcast. You're like, mm, swipe right, swipe right. He looks good, swipe right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> something like that.
0: So, uh, and then my last one we've already yeah. talked about was, again, the Aarons 499-2010. 88 lead changes in that race.
1: Damn, that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, that whole race was with that tandem draft it was just back and forth, back and forth, thereby passing. 88 lead changes. So so it's really hard, again, to argue with like that close to finish, that many lead changes through the race. It was just exciting. Yeah.
1: So both of those are in my top three, but they're not my number one. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: So, okay, what kind of Jeff Gordon one do you guys are number one?
1: <laughs> no, come on. Uh, yes, it is a Jeff Gordon <laughs> okay, win.
0: Okay. 2015 it's Martinsville. Martinsville. Oh, how did I know you are going to pick that? Dude, not, it was just, good. It was good not
1: just because he won, but I mean, how epic was it to see Kinseth take out Logano? No, you're
0: right. And actually that was like fourth or fifth on my list.
1: There was a lot of, yeah. you know, racing action, lead changes. It was, it was whole, what you think of Martinsville. Yeah. Classic. It wasn't what we had as past season. No, it was that. Yeah, no. I agree. So that was my number one. Again, uh, yeah, that's subjective and that's my fanboy answer, but. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If it creeped into my top three, it would have been third. But, I mean, it's right there on the outside. Yeah. yeah. But it's, to me, it's hard to I argue with any changes.
1: I can't believe you haven't mentioned a Dale Jr. win yet.
0: I tell you, I did everything I could <laughs> not. Do you to. have one? No, I don't. Wow. I mean, the only thing that I have a junior that regards, the, well, we'll get to it. I do have one junior on this list. Mm, so okay. we'll get to that. All right. So All right. We,
1: we've we completed uh, best finish, best driver of the decade best races of the decade yeah where we going now
0: let's do championships okay so battle for the championship the best one yeah to me there's has to be a clear i know it's not jeff gordon but has to be a clear cut number one here has to be tony stewart tony stewart carl Edwards tying how could you not go against a tie right you
1: had to come down to a tiebreaker yeah like absolutely
0: so, the 2011 championship, Stewart-Edwards
1: tie. Well, not only that, Stewart, um, remember he punctured something in the grill, had to fall way behind, make multiple pit stops, get the car fixed up, and still came back to win the damn race. And yeah.
0: In the early part of the season, Edwards was like clear contender, like he oh, was yeah. the ship. Yeah. Stewart didn't come on to like the last part of the season. Well, he won half
1: the races of the 10-race yeah, chase. Yeah, isn't so, that crazy? Um, I mean, yeah, that's, that's insane. Yeah. And still... Had to win it on a tiebreaker. Like, don't think we'll ever see that again. No, I agree. And also in that race, it was just one of those storybook things, man. Like, right after the race ended, celebration started, and it started, like, raining. So, it's like another, you know, 20 minutes, and we would have never seen that finish. You know, would have been a big big damper. So, uh, just another cool piece of it.
0: Uh, The second on my list is the 2010 championship. Okay. Where Jimmy Johnson won it over Hamlin. Johnson went in, half to, yeah. 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 to kick ass. Yeah. As the underdog, Hamlin spun out. Yeah. And take advantage of the situation, and he came out and beat Hamlin. Mm hmm. So it's not often that we hear Johnson beating an underdog, right? Right. In that case, he was. And Hamlin's right there, getting, you know, battling for his first championship, which he still has not got. Yeah. And then for it to come down to that.
1: Yeah. So Johnson had to earn that one. Um, yeah truly had to earn that one. Unlike 2016, he was kind of, I'm not going to say he was gifted it, but he was kind of gifted it, (laughs) you know, (laughs) whenever uh, Logano and Edwards crashed out. Remember that? Yep. Um, And, you know, he just was kind of ready to pick that low-hanging fruit. So, uh, yeah. What else do you have for?
0: And my third is, I actually had trouble on my third one, but the one I went with on my third one, was the 2015 where Kyle Busch missed you know the first half of the season, okay. first 11 races of the season, came back, uh, won the championship? But part reason mm-hmm. why I said that one's the best battle is not so much about Kyle, although it's a good story. It was about all the freaking excitement in the playoffs where people are wrecking each other, beating on each other. Yeah. Logano, Kenseth, you know that whole fiasco. Um, so to me, that was like. And then, obviously, with it being 2015, Gordon ended up making it into the Final Four, mm-hmm. which was almost a surprise in a way, kind yeah, of.
1: Yeah, because he he didn't win until like that Martinsville this, race. Yeah, 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 exactly. He not really had performed like his typical usual right. self. He kind of laid in the weeds most of the season. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I just
0: think overall it's a pretty exciting season for the championship. Okay. Now yeah. the races throughout that season were not necessarily the best. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple okay ones. So, what one thing I noticed when I did did all this, slugs, like going through all this, I really felt like there was a void in the middle part of the decade that really wasn't the best. Yeah. So early in the decade, which proved to be a like really good like restrictor plate races, etc. The last part, the last couple years, I think we've had some really good races and stuff. The middle part to me seemed like it was lacking compared to the other end. I
1: think 2014 was the last good year, like because when they went to the new Lower engine mm-hmm. output package for 2015. I think that it just it did it impacted it impacted the the, sure. the racing product. Yeah, in my opinion, of course, yeah. that's all subjective. Yep. But yep. um what about you, Bud? Well, I uh, for the championship. Championship. Yep. I had Stewart as number one. Yeah. Um, and I I kind of skimped on this one. I didn't. Uh, I didn't go digging too deep on this sure. but I, I did have the 2016 homestead race um down as the biggest as a biggest comeback um just for johnson coming out and back and winning it i mean again he was kind of gifted it but he only freaking led three laps yeah. in that whole race won the race and won the championship so true to, be, to become you know seven-time champion so uh while that's not like maybe the best you know championship battle it was one of it w- i have it down as one of the biggest comebacks
0: sure okay so. so let's talk about our comebacks then. okay so my biggest comeback was very similar was the whole kyle bush i mean you're out eleven races but you still come back and win the championship mm-hmm. although some people say that they manipulated the rules for him to get into it whatever you want to say regardless the guy was on a hot streak he came in when he finally got back and healing from his leg breaking in, what, seven places mm-hmm. or whatever the hell it was. and Yeah. So, anyway, to me, I mean, to come back from missing all that time to win a championship, to me, has to be the biggest comeback.
1: Yeah. And I don't think we really situation. clarified, like, biggest comeback. Are we talking races or anything? No,
0: because I took it both ways. Because okay. I have, like, individual, like this case, Kyle Bush, And then the other one I have is, like, Chase powering to the victory at yeah. Roval. Yeah,
1: so that's mine. That's mine. 2019 okay. Roval, biggest comeback is for... Uh, Chase coming back after stuffing it in the, in yeah. the, the barrier, yeah. um, and that
0: burnout, dude. I mean, I that was yeah, that was epitome of burnout. That was yeah. awesome.
1: And honestly, you know, if you kind of envelop that whole race, the same thing could be said for Bowman, man. Like,
0: oh yeah, yeah, dude I mean, he had a had a terrible
1: paid. race and manned up, raced all the way back up to second, and yeah. with Ryan Newman's you know okay. ill timing of cutting the. Uh, carousel or whatever the hell you call it there on the backstretch and getting penalized you know i think yep was was a big comeback but i also had tony stewart's uh 2011 championship race in there as well which we just talked about having to patch the car up and yeah come back and you know win the race on a tiebreaker so my last those were my three yeah my (laughs)
0: last three was the 2010 championship where johnson had come from behind and beat hamlin so Yeah. yeah very very similar Uh, Bottom line, there's a lot of memorable moments once you start looking back at it. Maybe we have forgotten about. Uh, But uh, this was was a fun project because it made me relive a lot of this stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's Mm -hmm, right.
1: mm -hmm. How about biggest upset?
0: Biggest upset. To me, I'm going to say this is probably like no-brainer number one, but you probably don't have this one as your number one. Trevor Bain winning the, the Daytona 500. Biggest upset because it's the biggest stage.
1: Yeah, yeah. And nobody so, really knew who he was exactly. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. That's that's a good that's a good one, um. Man, and I, you know, it's hard to classify an upset, right? Because it is subjective. But for me, Chicago uh, Chicagoland twenty eighteen with okay Kyle and Kyle, Kyle, and Kyle Larson yeah. and Bush. I think that was a big upset because I think everybody knew Larson had the better car and was probably going to get that win. And he put, you know, Bush into the wall, which basically at that point, all gloves were off. And it's
0: like, yeah, and Bush came back, and got him. Exactly. yeah, Bit
1: yeah. him in the ass. So for me, that was one of the biggest upsets that that comes to my mind.
0: Sure. And one, you know, and and I didn't put it on my list, but one I did think about about putting on my list very similar to that in a way was the Denny Chase Martinsville. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the whole upset, like, okay, Chase, Chase has this, yeah, win. and then, then he takes away from it, and then he ends up spinning. and
1: Yeah, and honestly, in comparison to that, man, I thought about the um, um, 2016, uh, or was it 2017? I can't remember. Dover race, where same thing, looked like he was on his way to victory, Chase, and then Kyle Busch came up and passed him with, like, five yeah. to go, yeah, and you could just... Feel the deflation yep, exactly. come out of every Chase Elliott fan or even not Chase Elliott fans for that matter. I think everybody wanted to see him get sure. that first win and it sure. again it didn't happen. Yep. What else you got?
0: Uh second one on my list is the uh, Coke four hundred last year. Okay. Justin Haley winning it. Oh, Rain Short. Yeah. And one reason why I put this is one of the biggest upsets is because the whole thing with the lightning, Kurt Bush coming down the pit lane, Justin Haley in this uh, Inspire motorsports car. Come yep, on now.
1: Yeah. That could be the biggest. It, I didn't it even could think be. about that. It could that.
0: be. Yeah, it very well could I didn't be. didn't think about that, man. And uh, then the last one I have is the Chris Busher win. Just kidding. That was on there, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't put that as three. And the reason why, because I put this one on here specifically for you, lugs. 2011 Brickyard 400. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Tell us what happened during that race. <laughs> I don't want to we talk were, about it. That we were attending. <laughs>
1: I don't want to talk about it. I'm still sore over it. So technically It's been the, almost 10 years.
0: Yeah, technically the Chris Busher one, but I did put that on there just to you know, poke you a little bit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking big upset, and uh, I didn't think about that, so thanks for putting salt back in that win. Uh, I had the 2018 Fall Martinsville race, man. Um, you th- That was the race where Logano won. He moved Truex out of the way on the last lap mm-hmm. to get the win. That was a pretty big upset. And then,
0: and then uh, Truex was like, you know, you might have won this, but you haven't won exactly. the war or whatever. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And it didn't happen. Didn't no. pan out. He ended up, Logano ended up winning the championship. championship. Yep. That was a big. I actually
0: didn't think about that one, but that's a very good one That's as well.
1: a damn big upset, especially yeah. for a Truex fan. Like, yeah. I mean, literally had it in the bag. And like, yeah, I don't know, man. Just like, why would you allow him to get to you like that? I don't know. I don't know. Yep. It, it, watching the race back and again hindsight's always 20 to 20, but just hey, like 2020 but hey it's 2020 today it just looks like there's <laughs> there was things he could have done differently and oh yeah. had won that race but.
0: yeah a- absolutely <clears throat> all right so most unpredictable moment yeah so moment or race uh, or a uh, finish or, however you okay. want to take it kind of yeah. like this all you know open for interpretation on these. so
1: for me in i put the 2018 roval Okay, because we okay. again we didn't we already talked about this we didn't yeah. know what to expect, the race performed right and then on top of the finish there you had the whole fiasco with it being a cut race yes Larson yeah. limping his yeah. damaged car across the line Jeffrey and Hart being involved stalled <laughs> in <it>? yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting in basically by one freaking point dude yeah. like that was the, the most Johnson, unpredictable
0: X wrecking thing yeah it just made a- it so
1: much everybody ahead. sailing yeah. it into the turn one barrier yeah like that. Has to be the most unpredictable race of the decade.
0: Yeah. So I I put that one down and then I marked it out. I just picked Roval in general yeah. because 2019 was still unpredictable because who would expect Chase to work his way back through there with how tough it could yeah. be at times to pass and how much was going on all yeah. the time. Yeah. So I just picked Roval as number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The number two is I, I'm beating this race with a dead stick or whatever, dead horse, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, uh, Aaron's $4.99 in 2010. Being being a dead horse is the (laughs) phrase. Uh, With 88 lead (laughs) changes, you didn't know who the hell was going to race, so that was unpredictable. Which one? Uh, 2010 Talladega. Okay. Yeah, the one that Harvick made the last second pass to win. 88 lead changes, again, unpredictable. There's
1: a white elephant in the room. (laughs) (laughs)
0: And then the last one is a person, unpredictable person, Matt Kenseth. We went... Our whole racing lives of, of watching Kenza from his rookie year on being the most calm, content person. And then here in the last half of the decade, we start seeing him mix it up with Logano. And then when he stuck snuck up on Kozlowski in between the trailers, oh, yeah. the mm-hmm. haulers, mm-hmm. I'm just like, the unpredictable is Kenza's. You're like, where the hell does this come from? Right. So he started off with that, and then it turns into spending Legano on the track, all that stuff. Just like the last couple of years of Kenza's career was like, what the hell happened?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah, for sure.
0: So I just called him the most unpredictable because, you know, you went from thinking he was the calmest <laughs> guy in the garage to, like right. you said, all of a sudden, what the, what the hell? He even got suspended a the race. So. That's true. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, okay. You got any more unpredictable? <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> no, mine just came down to I put both of the Rovals, but the 2018 takes it for me. Just,
0: yeah. I mean, that may be one of my best favorite races of all time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. I wow. Know. Yeah. We watched that one together. I think, we did, we? Yeah. Yep. yep. Somebody else was here, too. Maybe it was our buddy Jason. I don't, I don't remember. I
1: think it was, yeah. Um, I only have right. one more category. Best paint scheme? Best paint well, scheme. Well, we did talk about altercations, too.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't write that down. Hold on, yep. Altercations. So let's go to altercations first. Okay. So my favorite altercation, I'm just going to put it out there and just say Charlotte kislowski
1: <laughs> I think that's... I think that's most because Because
0: shit with him and Hamlin, and then he comes in, runs into Kenseth, runs into Tony Stewart. Yeah. Hamlin's trying to fight him, and then whenever that all gets over with, here comes Kenseth out of nowhere basically tackling him. So just that whole race, just that to me was the best altercation.
1: Oh, really? So you...
0: There's some good altercations in this decade. There has been some so good ones. Not... You're not
1: saying the altercation with Kozlowski at Texas? With no, Gordon. no, no, with okay. Gordon. No,
0: no, no. I was talking about the one because he. Okay. Not so
1: Kenseth Kozlowski. All right.
0: Well, Hamlin Kezlowski, Kenseth Kozlowski, Stuart Kozlowski, all in that one race. Yeah. So I'm saying that race. All right. So yeah. mine,
1: even though I, just, I hated it, yeah. um, was definitely the Kezlowski Gordon at Texas in 2014. What's the common denominator here?
0: Yeah, I know. Kezlowski. Right? <laughs> yeah. So what about Kyle Bush standing up and being, you know, blood on his head and stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a what, good was one Logano? too. With mm-hmm. Logano, what was that? California or Fontana? Yeah, I think maybe Texas? maybe Vegas somewhere. It's
0: one of those w- cookie cutter tracks. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That was a bit unpredictable, and uh I don't think. Yeah, I don't think anybody really expected that. But uh
0: yeah. anyway, there's some very good altercations throughout the year We have Boyer pissing people off in the early part of the decade. We yeah have.
1: yeah there's uh the gordon and boyer yeah. situation which yeah that went on for a long time yeah and then came finally came to a head in in phoenix where they <laughs> brawled but uh yeah and you know also in the latter part of the decade right who was that um boyer hemrick Newman? no i was uh was it daniel not hemrick it was uh Sorez Soares and McDowell. And McDowell. Yeah. Like in qualifying. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. Just like picks them up, slams yep. them on the hood of the car.
0: Now I was thinking Rock'em, sucking em, Robot, the Boyer and Newman. Yeah. Yeah that's, yeah.
1: that's a good one. Yeah. there's
0: I mean, there's been a lot of altercations this past decade that were actually pretty fun and entertaining.
1: One of the awesome parts about our sport.
0: Yep. Exactly. All right. Now let's talk about paint schemes. All right. <clears throat>
1: Man, this is hard. This is probably the, the hardest one.
0: I, I agree. This took a lot of research. And well, right before the episode started, I did make this comment to you. I think 2019 was the year of pain schemes. Mm-hmm. There were so many. There were so many good ones. It, man, it was a tough year. It was tough. And I focused on cup <laughs> only. Yeah, okay. Because there were some good nationwide series or bush mm-hmm. series, we won't call it cars. Uh, but I just tried to focus oh, on Xfinity? cup. Whatever. <laughs> Anyway, go on.
1: Um, man, it, it, I I really couldn't pick like one man, so I've got several.
0: Okay, I I wrote three down, and it was hard just to finalize yeah. these three.
1: Yeah. Uh, so Larson's mellow yellow car. He ran that was a,
0: that would been on my top ten. Yeah, yeah. I love that car. Um, yeah.
1: they didn't ever freaking produce a diecast of it, which is kind of sucks. Crap, but yeah. if if they did, I probably would have bought it. Um, but that just was a kind of a cool, you know. Homage to see yeah. throwback seeing yeah. that on the track, Darlington and everything. Uh what yeah. which one? What's what do you got?
0: So my my number one, this is the only time, and it wasn't even really so much a fanboy that I thought it was a really cool car, was the Dell Jr. Batman rises car okay. that he actually won in.
1: Michigan, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was now, a good I, scheme.
0: Yeah, I really liked that scheme.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a
0: fandom. I, fandom boy. I know I'm a sucker for fandom black boy. and blue paint schemes.
1: Yeah. Um so on that note, I also did i liked uh gordon's transformers car? Do you remember that
0: i don't i remember a couple of the red white and blue ones he did something it was like a, that i don't remember the, that was a
1: good one the patriotic one yeah um but you know the transformers one again they didn't get the rights so they never produced a die cast of it um i actually bought one off of ebay someone made a custom oh nice of it. um it's it's in my office There, you have to go check it out but uh um, I would say, I think it was like 2009 for that one. But honestly, that didn't even make my list. Um,
0: 2009 is not in this decade.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. So, <laughs> um, I actually had Chase's Hooters car down. The
0: the blue one or the pink one or the just which one? The or orange just one. Gener- okay. the orange one. Okay. The, the, yeah. the regular orange one. Just, it, man, Chase has some really good paint schemes. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, didn't make my list, but I mean, there were so many to choose It's for. hard. I, it yeah, absolutely. It is so hard. It's so
1: you know, hard. and I'm scrolling through it, you know, uh, just seeing like old school, like, uh, this is, again, from this decade, but, like, Harry Gant's uh, Skull car. Just yeah. seeing that, I'm like, man, that was such an yeah. awesome paint scheme. Yeah. Uh, and then I came across Rusty's, like, MGD car, and I'm like, well, hell, Kozlowski had Did a throwback. throw-back and- which,
0: yeah, yeah, no, I know. I looked at that <coughs> one. The Where's Waldo car. Didn't make my list, but I thought that was a cool-ass Who's car. Who was that? That was, like, 2012, uh... David Reagan, maybe really? I can't remember, but it was a where's Wal- uh, who's where's Waldo? Yeah, I don't remember that. Hmm. Yeah, it was funny. I mean, what the hell was that promoting? I don't even is know. It it was just I, I, it was just cool looking at. it. I don't even remember what it was promoting. Hmm.
1: Um, so I had those two, and then of course my fanboy coming out here a little bit. Uh, I really liked Gordon's last uh, paint scheme, the Exalta silver he ran at at Homestead. Yeah,
0: I, th- again, that was on. I had like a list of like 20 paint schemes That car just liked, looked badass. That on that it it looks really good. It, yeah. I, I, I agree. That's probably one of my favorite Gordon paint schemes yeah. of all time. That was good. Uh, number two on my list was the Bubba Warhawk car from this past oh, year. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, I, I almost chose the Jacob Company as the brickware racing car yeah. because that looked good too. Yeah. And I'm like, man, so I went ahead with a Bubba because I liked a little bit gray more than the green. Mm-hmm. And my last one, number three on the list, again, I'm a sucker for blue paint schemes, uh, is the 2014 Joey Logano Pennzoil Platinum car. It was like, like a blue with like light blue swirls in it and okay. stuff. It was just pretty cool looking. Hmm. It, there's so many freaking paint schemes. Uh, the worst paint scheme of the decade <laughs> is the yellow Hertz 24 car.
1: Oh, fuck you. <laughs> How did I know that was coming?
0: <laughs> uh, but there's so many. Like that Chase was Elliot. not
1: the worst paint scheme.
0: Chase Elliott's, uh, I mean, the, the yellow and the dark blue he had for one of the throwbacks or the blue and light blue one he had... <clears throat> Uh, Definitely
1: think you can agree with me on this is that the driver that had the best paint schemes over the last several years has got to be Kevin Harvey.
0: Yeah, I mean with Bush, another, all that the, they've done. The Gen X car again, I had that listed as one of my favorite. The plaid car again, listed as one of my favorites. Yeah, and they, there's they did so a big buck hunter.
1: They yeah. did a Ducks Unlimited that looked awesome. Yeah. Uh, like a stream preservation. Bush
0: Bush has stepped <laughs> up the game on paint schemes. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm life. glad that they've are taken liberties to do that.
1: Yeah, all of Harvard's cars have been fire, yeah. man.
0: And as a team, the Rick Ware cars. Yeah. One yeah. car that I really loved the way it looked that never ran was the Slayer car. Mm-hmm. The black and the red, it looked badass. Yeah. And it never did run.
1: Yeah, yeah. Who? Um, <clears throat> someone vetoed that, right?
0: Was it NASCAR, a NASCAR? at the last second yeah. vetoed it? Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Any other paint scheme that really stick out to you? I mean, like I said, there's so many cool ones. I mean, um, like, if I want to throw in a nationwide car, Dale Jr.'s Wrangler car. Dude, bought.
1: I actually – what year was that? 2000 20, 2011, 2010 maybe? twelve maybe, uh,
0: yeah. I, it's early. Because he decade. won in it, right? Yeah, he did, yeah. That's
1: funny. I actually screenshotted that whenever I was looking through. Yeah. Um, you know, for But ideas. there's so many throwback <laughs>
0: cars that look good. Like, one of the uh, Eric Almarola Petty throwbacks was just really phenomenal looking. I mean, there's just so much to, like I said, the Keslowski Rusty throwback. Um, I think one of our listeners emailed in with a couple of these. So he's going to agree with and disagree with some of us on these topics. But his favorite paint scheme was the Kevin Harvick Millennial.
1: Yeah, I I enjoyed that paint scheme. You know, it was creative, but it wasn't the.
0: It was in here. Where's it at? Oh, yeah. It's right there. It is. Yeah. It
1: wasn't. My personal favorite, but definitely awesome. The yeah, marketing initiative yeah. and creativeness that went into it for sure. Absolutely. Um, he had, uh, we'll just say John Elliott is the fan. I don't know if you yeah. mentioned the name. but I didn't mention uh, the name, but yeah. He John said, Elliott. he says best crew chief of the decade, Chad Knauss. Do you agree with that? Or would you say well, Adam Stevens to go with Man, Kyle? it is
0: that is so tough. I just opened a whole nother can of worms. Yeah, you, you did. You did. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it's hard to argue against Canals. Yeah. But I think he kind of falls victim to that whole Jimmy thing where if it's the first half of the decade, no question, the second half kind of really takes that downhill for him a little bit. For his t- Okay, so if you just talk about his time in the – in the, when did Adam Stevens become the crew chief for Cobbush? Oh, hell, I don't know. I don't know either. I know that Cole Pern became the crew chief for Truex 2015 to uh-huh. to this past season. So 20, for four years. Mm-hmm. That four years, I think he was the best. Okay. That four year stretch. Mm-hmm. Now over the whole decade, I I obviously he can't be considered for the whole decade if you missed six of the ten years. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard. I don't and that's the thing, I don't know when Adam Stevens took over took over for Kyle Bush.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look it up. I'm not sure. I don't yeah. even know who
0: Or I mean, when did Rodney Ch- Rodney Childers take over?
1: For Kevin?
0: Yeah, when he went to Stuart Haas? Yeah, I don't know. And that's the thing I don't know enough. I'm not great enough. with my yeah. Uh, so crew, I say the most consistent, knowledge. the most consistent over the whole decade would probably be Canals.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree because it's, it's kind of hard. It's hard to compare apples to oranges when yeah, not everybody's been paired up since yeah. 2010 yeah. to yeah. 2019. So cool, man. What else? You got anything else? Uh,
0: no, I don't have anything else. Anything else comes to mind for you? No, no, not really, man. That's.
1: Uh, all of the topics that i had
0: overall 2019 i think we talked about last episode i think it was a success i really think when we start doing research for the decade we see start a decade really good we start to see a little bit of a downturn and i think we start to see it come back up now mm-hmm. i think we're on the right trend
1: i'm very curious to see what the next 10 years look like that's for sure
0: yeah a- absolutely um by the end, like our next decade episode in 10 years, and we're still doing this podcast, <laughs> we've talked talking about electric cars, probably.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: I, we'll see, but I think that's a very good possibility.
1: Well, the, the, that and the technology is changing so quick, right? Like, they can implement things so much faster. And, I mean, just, you know, look at from basically 2010 to 2019. While we didn't have a ton of technology... Uh, implemented, we did go from carbureted to fuel injection to oh, and I think that's uh, too exact digital
0: dash. So, we actually had decent amount of technology advancements in, and during this decade period.
1: Yeah. Oh, one thing going back to news, man. I did read. Uh, let me find it here just so I can word it appropriately. Uh, but it had to do with refueling. There's speculation that the refueling with this new rules package and 2020 um, <clears throat> could could have like a fueling hose, just like F1, you know that types that type of uh, uh, fueling situation. Have you heard that at all? I have not. I'm trying to find it here.
0: And I apologize. It's been a very busy Christmas time. Coming back from Italy and stuff. So I really have not been on Twitter or been really paying attention to news much. Honestly.
1: Uh, so this is all per, uh, Adam Stern as usual, but, um, so biggest change of all speculated one supplier sourcing the chassis for every team, a spec chassis that everybody uses. Um, also going to going from a four speed H pattern manual transmission will be replaced by a sequential six, six sequential speed. six yeah. speed. So yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. So is that going to be paddle? Or is it going to be a literal, I mean, when they say sequential, I...
0: I I think that will be still like normal stick shift. Mm
1: -hmm. So it's just not going to be an H, but it will be... Right. Okay. I wonder, so what's next there? Do you think they'll do away with that eventually
0: and go to a paddle shift? CVT? I don't know, man. CVT is a technology that all these cars are now implementing on the normal street. So, you know, do they go to that? Because I mean, stick shifts are a thing of pass unless you are living in Italy.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, in uh, uh, the name of safety, here we go. Refueling is expected to be accomplished by a clamp on refueling hose rather than a crewman holding a gas cylinder. A practice which also mirrors IMSA. Hmm. So, could hmm. could see some changes with refueling? What do you think of that?
0: Does that take away a fuel guy? Then does that take away yet another pit crew member? Do you put that on <clears> the tire <throat> guy? You? Cl- claps? You know, How can when he's running to you? the other side? I, I don't know. Because it seems like they're doing everything they can to cut down the pit stops to his minimal people. And unfortunately, I think that is part of the game, part of the of the sport, is having yeah. your your pit crew. It's a team I environment. Agree. I so. agree.
1: I I don't know, man. I. Part of me, I, I don't welcome that change. I don't I don't want to see that.
0: I guess I need to see it, but my first thoughts is I don't like it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so huge, huge change there if that is implemented. Um, and then I'm, I'm just most curious, man. I want to see what these new 18-inch wheels look like on the cars. <laughs> 18 All inches, 4 inches wider? Yeah, those would be some beefy bastards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what they look like on the track and also like die casts. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a yeah. big change.
0: I seen a uh, one of the guys that we talked to on Twitter a lot, Scott Boyds, he does a lot of custom die casts mm-hmm. that he sells like little one sixty four stuff he sells on eBay and stuff. I never knew how he did it, but he takes cars and basically puts paint stripper on him and strips all the paint off of him and then mm-hmm. redoes it. I, d- mm-hmm. I didn't know how he did it. It just, that was pretty neat. I seen it all bubble. He had a Chase Elliott car. No, I apologize. Dale Jr. car that all the paint was bubbled up on, taking it off. I'm like, blasphemy. <sighs> you yeah. can't do that.
1: That's funny. Yeah, man. Cause uh, there's a guy that I follow on Instagram and he takes, he'll take like the new, you know, like this Chris Buescher, days car. He'll take it for just, the Camaro body yeah, yeah. strip it down and then he'll make something that maybe didn't get produced mm-hmm. or he'll make it into a race used version or something like that but yeah they they strip them down to the bare metal and I don't know where they get the decals from
0: yeah, I m- print them out I guess I don't know yeah but they look good everyone I've seen look good yeah they look, yeah, they look professional yeah. and
1: then, so they put the decals on and then they gloss them and then sell them I guess yeah. um the, the guy that I follow he's basically taken like, every driver of, like, the 90s and 2000s and made, like, a new body style paint scheme. So, like, he took wow. Bobby Labonte, yeah. he took Earnhardt, Earnhardt wow. Jr., Terry Labonte, like, all of them, and just put, like, their classic, you know, yeah. iconic paint schemes on a, a new body style.
0: That'd be awesome to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: so, and I'm sure he makes some money doing it, man. I mean, if you think, I mean, if you find, uh, you know, I don't know, just Joe Schmo car on...
0: Like if you eBay. wanted a Transformers car, like did you pay a pretty penny for that car or? Yeah, I
1: think it was like 200 bucks or something. Okay. When I bought it, yeah. And I've never, I've seen like one or two other ones, but not in years have I yeah. seen it. So um, I'm sure I could sell it and get that back out of sure. it. But again, I don't know where the decals come from. Yeah. So um or how hard it is to get that all yep. on there and, and applied. And yep. You'd have to be pretty talented, I would think.
0: I don't know. Yep. Cool. Anything else, sir? That's
1: it, man. Uh so next um podcast will be what two weeks. So yep.
0: what fourteenth or whatever? Be
1: looking around the fourteenth. Yeah. Yep. Fourteenth, yep. fifteenth, somewhere around there. Yep. Yep. So. Okay.
0: Well, folks, you have a wonderful new year and we will talk to you soon the check and flag waves on this episode tune in next week to keep updated on all things nascar please like us on itunes and follow us on podbean we'd like to hear from you so reach out to us too at wrecking at gmail.com thanks again and see you soon